This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Little more than 24 hours later, the glow persists in middle America, Kansas City in particular, where... Plans for a parade have been made, and who knows? Maybe Taylor Swift shows up to that, and people can really lose their minds. Uh, But the NFL starting to get smaller and smaller in the rearview mirror. The NBA, college basketball, so much else going on that we stay here with you for on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, live coast-to-coast. On the BetQL network, wherever you may be in the world, on your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's free. Download it today. Then you can take us with you wherever you're going, whatever you're up to. And you can download segments as podcasts later in case you miss anything. Of course, you can watch the show as well on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL and on YouTube. And Chris Mack here with you. Aaron and Joe off. They're going to take some vacation time after a long and rigorous season of betting football. J-Rod joins us, Jim Rodriguez. Uh, J-Rod, good to see your face. Good to see that you survived the football season. And now, like I said, we start to get caught up on hoops. Reed Wallach going to join us in the second hour. Isaac Trotter in the third and final hour to talk college hoops. We're going to start a division-by-division catch-up with the All-Star break just about here in the NBA. Day by day, we'll start with the Northwest Division today, and we'll even take a quick peek later in the show as teams start to report for spring training this week and some early MVP odds and win totals. But welcome in, my friend. It's good to see you. Good to have you here. And I'll be honest, I'm going to start here. I got to ask, I know you watched it on a plane coming back from a a fun family trip to New York, but we absolutely dissected the Super Bowl forwards, backwards, and from Ayuk to Usher yesterday and everywhere in between. So I got to ask, Super Bowl 58, J-Rod's take, and what do you think of Kyle Shanahan taking the ball to start overtime? And his players not necessarily understanding overtime. I think that's the part that really jumps out at you, right, Chris? Like it's it's one thing, you know, coaches are paid to make tough decisions. And and whether you know you take the ball, you don't take the ball, whatever, you're always gonna be criticized. But the fact that his own players did not know the rule is so troubling because at some point, like, what were you doing over these last two weeks? You know, when when people ask me, you know, why do I think why do I always bet on the Chiefs? Why can I not bet against Mahomes? It's really more Andy Reid and his coaching staff. Did you see a more poised team 
on that game-winning drive, marching down the field. You know, it almost seemed like it was a scrimmage. It almost seemed like it was a, a random Thursday in July during minicamp. They were just so poised, completely unflattered or, or un, un, completely unmoved by the fact that it's the damn Super Bowl and their season's on the line and they and they scored that touchdown. You know, well, what did Chris Jones say? They, they were playing chess at this point. They were thinking if they scored a touchdown, they being the 49ers, they were going to come back and score a touchdown and they were going to go for a two-point conversion. Mm-hmm. That's how much into the rules and planning they had while 49ers didn't even know that, that you know, that both teams got the possession in the in, in in the overtime, it's pretty frightening. I think having spoken to people who have spoken to people in the organization with the 49ers, the the general in the hallways opinion of Shanahan's uh, taking the ball in overtime first was that it was soft, and they didn't use the word soft. Let's just put it that way. They said, it, but we'll, we'll clean it up and we'll say that it was a soft move, that mm. you get the ball first. You put the, you know, you put the, you know, you, you give it away and then you react to what the Chiefs do and then you could walk off and win the game if you held them to a field goal or they didn't score. The only argument, Chris, would have been that, you know, the defense for the 49ers was on the field at the end of the game when Kansas City marched down and tied the game with a field goal but between the end of the game commercials or the end of regulation commercials the coin toss the explanation I think the defense would have had enough of a rest to be able to go back out there again and and kick the ball off but yeah soft is the word and the fact that the team didn't know the rules is pretty frightening yeah and and what's interesting and we're gonna look there's plenty of stories from the NBA last night. Wemby's triple-double on blocks. Uh, we got the Cavs finally losing for the first time in weeks. The Knicks getting screwed in Houston. Uh, the Warriors starting to heat up again. All of that, plus Kansas getting absolutely thrashed in Lubbock mm. by the Red Raiders. We're going to get to all of this today. But, again, this is what I come back to with Shanahan and the end of the Super Bowl. And I saw our guy Nick Costos on You Better You Bet had a, a wonderfully long Costo-style rant about people skewering Shanahan and how he's right. You know, we crush Shanahan constantly for being too conservative. Absolutely. And then all of a sudden, Nick's argument was, well, he got aggressive and now you guys are mad at him for it. I I, I think much to your point, J-Rod, from what you're hearing from people, that it wasn't aggressive by Shanahan. It was once again letting the game manage him, letting the opposition manage the game, and then the game manage him and his reactions, rather than, like you said, putting the other, te- the, the other team on notice, putting the onus of decision-making on Andy Reid to then say, okay, yeah, here, there you go. There's the ball. Are you going to go for it on fourth down if you get down into the red zone? Much like the 49ers did not do, they chose the field goal. Well, it's it's the oldest it's the oldest you know adage in the books. You don't give the best player on the team the ball last, and that's what they did. They gave yeah. Patrick Mahomes the ball last, and 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 I get it, you know. And to say, oh, well, we were going for the third possession, the third possession. Well, the third you don't possession know if that's going to happen. Happen. It right. never happened. Right. And 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 it's what it got me. It gets, has me thinking if the 49ers didn't know, if the players didn't know the rules, the overtime rules in the postseason, I mean, scary. Did Shanahan know the rules? Did anyone know the rules? I mean, 
how could that possibly have been the sort of, oh, well, we'll just get the third possession on it, a, th- a third possession that never happened. So, listen, Kyle Shanahan's a great coach, but if he'll ever forever be known as the guy whose dad won two Super Bowls, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and who's who's choked with the lead in multiple Super Bowls now, uh, both mm-hmm. as an offensive coordinator and as a head coach. Look, Kyle Shanahan didn't fumble the ball in the red zone early on when they had the chance to score a touchdown. Kyle Shanahan didn't muff a punt. I totally get all that. There is a lot to be put on the players on the field. But, yeah, um, right now he's just not good enough in the biggest spot to break through that glass ceiling against the Chiefs in particular with two shots now in his past. All right, again, we're going to get to hoops, but I need a neutral perspective on something because – you know, you're down in South Florida. You're a, you're actually in a place where it's beautiful year-round. Like, we're here where it's cold and it's rainy. I'm in Pittsburgh. A bunch of people on the show are in Chicago. And here's, here's why I bring up Pittsburgh and Chicago. Because Adam Schefter didn't really drop a bombshell. It's not a bombshell. But he just, he, he's, he kind of, you know what he did? When the Amazon guy comes really late at night and he doesn't want anybody to know he's <laughs> delivering packages at 1130 because, I don't know, it, he took a three-hour nap in the middle of his shift and he quietly tiptoes up to your door and puts the package down and then snaps his picture and runs away, scurries off. That's kind of what Schefter did with the, oh, don't forget, Mike Tomlin really likes Justin Fields thing that he said on Pat McAfee's show yesterday. and. It's looking more and more likely the Bears are going to stick with the first overall pick. They're going to take Caleb Williams. That's the move for the Chicago Bears. And Joe Ostrowski and I would go back and forth about this. He's the one that actually texted me the clip of Schefter yesterday on McAfee. But the argument now is what should the Bears get for Justin Fields, if they're going to trade Justin Fields, and if the Pittsburgh Steelers in particular are interested in Justin Fields, what should they be offering? I would think Ryan Poles, general manager of the Chicago Bears, has a reputation to protect after he got absolutely fleeced in the Chase Claypool deal by Steelers GM Omar Khan, and that he can't give up fields for anything less than I don't know, a couple of draft picks with at least a second rounder involved. But I'm looking for a neutral perspective here, J-Rod. Mike Tomlin is undoubtedly sitting in the back of the classroom right now, filling out his Valentine so he can pass them out tomorrow. You know, you've got to make one out for everybody in the class now. And he's going to go around and drop the Valentines in everybody's box. But Justin Fields is going to get an extra special Valentine. It's going to be the one with the little chocolate attached to it even though you're not supposed to take food into class and they yell at you for that now. And he's going to drop it in the little box and you say, Justin, wink, wink. What do you think? And what should the Steelers or anybody who's interested in Justin Fields for that matter, let's just eliminate the Pittsburgh part of this. Anybody who's interested in Justin Fields, what's the going rate for a guy who hasn't been able to succeed the way some of us thought he would in Chicago? 
Yeah, I mean, the, the way I look at it, though, just from from a, from a sort of a, a left angle perspective here is is the season's over and Washington, the com- the commanders have already lost, right? Didn't they get Cliff Kingsbury because they were going to get uh, Caleb Williams? They were going to make that trade. Didn't they do all this stuff? And at the end of the day, they're not going to get Caleb Williams now. So they've, they've already hung an L on, on, on that organization. Listen, I think if, if you're the Steelers, everybody likes Justin. Right. I mean, I mean, I, I appreciate uh, Schefter and, 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 and the way he breaks news, but who doesn't like Justin Fields? I, mean, I think most teams want him. I think Mike Tomlin's looking to see what shoe size. Doesn't he give black Air Force Ones to everybody on, uh, during training camp before the season starts? So he's probably trying to figure out what size shoe Fields is. No, I mean, if, I think if the Steelers, being a Pittsburgh fan, I would imagine it's so frustrating because you think you're just that one quarterback away, especially with Mike Tomlin being such a good coach who is able to get so much juice out of, out of so little material. Um, But I think if, if if you're going to trade for Justin Fields, I mean, I would imagine, I would imagine that the bears would want at least three picks. um, One of them being a first round pick, you know, I, 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 a, a one, two, and a three, maybe, just because I think there's so much promise there. There's so much that Justin Fields could do. And I think if you're Mike Tomlin and you're looking at, at ownership and you're looking at, at management and you're saying, listen, look what I've been able to do with with uh, an orange traffic cone and, and a, a guy who should be probably at a convenience store working. Can you imagine if I had somebody who actually knew what they were doing? We could do some damage. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen, though, because I think it almost would feel sort of not right to give Mike Tomlin some tools because you, you love to see Mike Tomlin cook. Well, yeah, I, this is this is where I remind everyone that Mike Tomlin gets a large say in the groceries that get picked out at the store too. <laughs> Kenny Pickett. But we'll leave that be. It's an interesting conversation to see as the quarterback carousel starts to spin, though what happens to Justin Fields and how much leverage the Bears have in particular over quarterback needy teams or quarterback interested, quarterback curious teams um, with free agency. No, but, uh, Chris, do you honestly too. think that the Bears would keep both Caleb Williams and Justin Fields? They no, they can't. Their, that's, they, that, that's they would the problem, trade, right? They would trade. Yeah. So I, that's why when, when I heard all this about Caleb going to the Bears, but then but then you have to trade Fields, but then there are four Fields. To me, it almost makes sense to make to make that deal with Washington and get Marvin Harrison Jr. That's what I would do. That's why I don't understand what has changed in the last you know three or four days that all of a sudden Caleb Williams is now going to be a Bear, unless it's yeah. just more pre-draft you know wink and nudges. Well, I, I think if you're Ryan Poles, you also have to understand that because of the free agent class of quarterbacks, and no one's spectacular, right? No one, you know, right? It, hey, Kirk Cousins, okay, if he's healthy, can he improve what you have? If you've got mediocre quarterbacking, sure. Um, there, there are a couple names out there that may be interesting. Fields might be right there, you know, t- top three or four available quarterbacks that aren't draft picks, but at the same time, is Justin Fields, when the Bears have no leverage right now because they've got to move on from Fields if they're going to draft Caleb Williams, is that going to get you three high-end draft picks, including a first? I think that's where the conversation goes next. And again, seeing the way Ryan Poles has been worked over by some GMs in the past, good question as to whether he can actually pull that off or not. I did want to touch on this because we're going to talk, talk plenty of college hoops later in the show with Isaac Trotter and Reed Wallach, but 
Kansas got absolutely owned by Texas Tech last night, J-Rod. 33rd time this season that an AP top 10 team lost on the road to an unranked opponent, the most to this point in the season in AP poll history. Nobody goes on the road, especially in the Big 12, and survives anymore. Not even Kansas. Yeah, well, and it's the first time Bill Self's ever been ejected from a game, mm-hmm. right, in 21 years. So th- that, that, that's another thing to, that jumps out at you. I, it's what makes college basketball great and maddening uh, to bet on because, again, this could never happen in college football. That's why I love college basketball and that it's not about what you do in the regular season per se. It's just getting into the tournament. And I think for Kansas, these the, college basketball is the classic sport that sometimes losses are good because you learn from them and they help you build when you get to the tournament. As mentioned, plenty of college hoops with Isaac Trotter in the third hour, Reed Wallach in the second hour. We start to catch you up on the NBA division by division every day with the Northwest, Denver, Minnesota, the Thunder at the top of the next hour. But coming up next, the biggest lessons, biggest takeaways from the 2023 NFL season now that it's behind us here on BetQL Daily. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Coming up in 20 minutes, I know there was a commercial, a Super Bowl commercial, that had somebody here very excited. I don't know if he got to take advantage of his excitement over that commercial, though, and something that was available for a very, very limited amount of time. Plus, it sounds like things got out of hand out in the desert. No, I'm not talking about Vegas in the Super Bowl last week. I'm actually talking about a little farther south of there. We'll dive into that when we go off the board in 20 minutes here on BetQL Daily. Chris Mack with Jim Rodriguez alongside the other J-Rod joining me the rest of the week as Joe O and Aaron are enjoying some vacation time. Isaac Trotter in the third and final hour. Reed Wallach coming up 
one hour from now from BetSided in the early read to talk college hoops as well. We'll get you caught up on the NBA, too, because a lot happened last night. Wemby with a triple-double, uh, including blocks. First time that's happened in a few years. Warriors are starting to look like the Warriors again, which could be scary for teams out West, especially play-in teams. Knicks got hosed in Houston by the refs. No, really, that's not that's not just a, a New York. No, they got they got hosed. Uh, and the Sixers snapped the Cavs' nine-game win streak as Buddy Heald is starting to fit in quite nicely for Philly. We'll get to all that in just a little bit. But with the NFL season now, like I mentioned off the top of the show, getting smaller and smaller in the rearview mirror, right? We look back and we can barely make it out way back there on the horizon now, J-Rod. We thought we'd take a little bit more of a 50,000-foot view on the season that was, the 2023 NFL season, and maybe try to extract some lessons, some things that we learned from the 2023 NFL season. And so we each have three that I think we thought long and hard about and want to remember, like this is a good time capsule segment. This is one when we get get back around to things in August, late August, early September, we go, wait, what do we remember most about last year? We'll come back to this one and say, oh yeah, those are the lessons we learned in 2023 from the NFL season. So I'll let you start us off here. One of the biggest lessons you learned from this past NFL season. Well, I think, Chris, especially from the the sports investing perspective, is that coaching still matters. I get all the new trends to analytics. We saw it in Major League Baseball. You know, we, we heard Kyle Shanahan look at, you know, actually reach out to one of his analytic guys. Should we go for it here? Do we do we get the ball? Do we not get the ball? Coaching still matters, especially if you're betting. That's why I always backed Andy Reid. From, from day one, no matter all the turbulence that they had during the regular season, they beat both number one seeds. They both won on the road. Look what Sean McVay did with the Rams. Remember, their win total was five and a half, and they went over that. And, of course, I always bet on Mike Tomlin. I, have, I'm held, I held a t- Steelers make the playoff ticket you know, as, as well. Those guys find a way to get the most out of those teams, especially if you're betting. And on the flip side, you know, at the end of the day, what got what got Mike McDaniel? What got him here in Miami? The inability to the inability to to adjust, especially in the second half. See that Buffalo game uh, against the uh, you know in Miami against the Bills. You know, look what happened to Dan Campbell. You know, kicking is for losers. Well, so is losing is also for losers. So I think coaching still matters. Back those horses, back those ho- those coaches. They can get it done in crunch time. And look at that final drive by the Chiefs as, as the best way. A prepared coach team will never lose. That's that's a good point, you know. Um, it, 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 and you can distill it down. You're right, J-Rod, to that, that final point of the season, overtime of the Super Bowl. Um, we can argue about whether Kyle Sh- – Kyle Shanahan, I think, knew what the rules were, but the, obviously, again, it, we've we've been over this. Um, obviously, he didn't communicate it to his players. If Eric Armstead is standing on the field looking at the scoreboard, going, "Oh, that's how overtime." Really? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, but Andy Reid had been practicing this since July, since training camp, going over this scenario uh, and what they would do in this situation in, in a postseason overtime. So it, it's it, it could have. Again, Shanahan didn't fumble the ball. Shanahan didn't muff any punts. But, but, mm, 
coaching matters in the biggest moments. He also uh, gave, was, he also gave he also gave Pat Mahomes the ball with a chance to beat him. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so coaching does matter. I'll say this, especially in the AFC, if you want to compete, you better have a quarterback. That's the lesson learned. Look, we can look at the anomalies, I think. Um, the Steelers could be considered one. We just got done talking about them and possible pursuit of Justin Fields. Uh, they, they somehow snuck into the playoffs despite letting Mitch Trubisky start three games um, or play th- the bulk of three games uh, and release them yesterday. Uh, they snuck into the playoffs with Kenny Pickett being barely a replacement-level quarterback for the bulk of their season. Um, you could look at the Browns, right, as another anomaly. They did it with Joe Flacco coming off the couch, comeback player of the year, even if you agree with that award or not. Um, If the camera were on Jake right now, we would see him jumping up and down, uh, washing himself in the money that he won on that comeback player of the year uh, bet. Uh, But those are anomalies. Those are anomalies. You need to have a quarterback to compete in the AFC. Patrick Mahomes is 28 years old. He's not going anywhere. Um, Lamar Jackson coming off another MVP season. We can argue about his postseason record, sure. Josh Allen going nowhere, although what will the targets for him look like? Stephon Diggs, that relationship, okay. But still, it's Josh Allen. C.J. Stroud is going to be, oh, wait, he's he was a rookie? You're kidding me. He didn't play like a rookie. He took that t- dragged that team kicking and screaming into the playoffs with D'Amico Ryans and Bobby Slowick's help. Dolphins have Tua, who learned how to fall, and all of a sudden, didn't get his hurt anymore. Bengals have Joe Bur- Oh, that's right. The Bengals didn't even make the playoffs. And Joey Burr is going to be back and healthy. Jags have Trevor Lawrence. You can argue about how he played down the stretch and whether Doug Peterson helped him or not. But still, Colts have- think they have their quarterback of the future, right? The Jets are going to have a healthy Aaron Rodgers. The Chargers, Justin Herbert, healthy again. If you do not have a quarterback in the AFC, you are most likely going to be on the outside looking in. Look at New England. Disaster because they haven't been able to find a quarterback in the last couple of years or an offensive coordinator who can actually manage a quarterback. Titans, maybe they have their guy. I mean, the guy's got huge onions, if nothing else, in Will Levis. But does he have the talent? The Broncos are a mess. They're casting Russell Wilson aside because he's not the guy. The Raiders remain to be seen. If you don't have a quarterback in the AFC, you're not going to compete. You may sneak into the wild card, but you're not going anywhere after that. So the two things we always talk about so much in the NFL, you nailed the first one, J-Rod, coaching, and don't forget the quarterbacks. Both of them matter. Yeah. Well, another thing that matters to me, the 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 demise or the death of the dual threat quarterback has been greatly exaggerated right who got hurt this year all the pocket passers burrow herbert cousins aaron Rodgers. yeah a bit of a freak injury i get it but they're the ones that got hurt josh allen jalen hurts lamar jackson even patrick mahomes all flourished the dual threat quarterback is alive and well and as a sports investor Keep pounding those guys because those guys are going to get you what you need in terms of uh, overs, in terms of rushing yards, in terms of touchdowns. Those guys is still the way to go. And anything that says the dual quarterback is not 
healthy. It's not going to work. Listen, it works and it continues to work. Yeah, it's really, you make a good point about the injuries that happened this year. The only one I can think of off the top of my head that happened to a mobile quarterback was the one early in the season to Anthony Richardson, right? Rookie yeah. who, you know, got beat up a couple times. And that might just be, hey, rookie in the league trying to get adjusted as well to a completely different level of physicality in the NFL than even the SEC had provided before that. So it's a great point. Um, another lesson I learned, defense can still win championships. I, everybody's going to meet oh, Patrick Mahomes won the Super Bowl in overtime. What are you talking about? You had the number two and number three ranked scoring defenses in the regular season in the Super Bowl. I know the Niners looked shaky against Green Bay and Detroit. Fair point. They did. But they were still good enough throughout the regular season that they were able to pile up wins to the point that Week 18 didn't even matter to them, right? They had secured their spot in the uh, one seed in the NFC. And that's still the case. This is the fourth straight year. I've mentioned this a couple times the last few weeks, J-Rod. This is the fourth consecutive year scoring has dropped in the NFL in total. Uh, So it's something to keep an eye on. We haven't seen five consecutive years of declining scoring in the NFL. I want to say since the 70s, maybe early 80s. So it's been a long time. But there's there aren't any great rule changes that are happening this offseason that are going to suddenly spike the offense, right? There's mm-hmm. not there are a couple good quarterbacks that that are coming in, but not the kind that are going to spike scoring, I don't think. Like it is what it is now where the defenses have finally started to catch up to the offenses at least in scheme, I think, right? Like for it feels like the better part of a decade Offensive coaches were making their way from college to the NFL, bringing their systems with them and revolutionizing the way you just talked about mobile quarterbacks, revolutionizing the way the quarterback played, the way the offensive lines blocked, the way the offenses were schemed. And finally, we're seeing defenses start to catch up to that, I think. We're finally starting to see guys who can play in the middle of the defense, inside linebackers, safeties, who can come up and stuff the run and also cover. And I think the defense catching up to the offense is something that I'm going to look for again next year. You know, we saw so many unders this year. Really felt like that was a safe bet, primetime unders, especially the first three quarters of the regular season. Um, Keep an eye out for that going into next year. This is my time capsule moment, especially from this segment. Going forward into August and September, watch the unders, watch the defenses, because they can still win championships. And don't forget that Kansas City this year survived. I know Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, all that, Andy Reid. But they survived because of Steve, Steve Spagnolo, Chris Jones, and that defense. Yeah, and they absolutely were able to just be in a lockdown defense in the playoffs in the second half. They just It's like they turned a, a switch and people just could not score against them in the second half. You know, you could look at the Super Bowl a, a, as an example there. But my third lesson uh, of what I learned at, from this season uh, and also as, as, a, as a sports investor would be that the, it, it's, it's all about the tight ends now. Listen, we, we've seen the demise. We've seen the running back almost, you know, become a dinosaur, almost become extinct in the league. Well, now it's, 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 the, it's the tight end era 
notice I said era because I'm going to say Travis Kelsey and there's George Kittle and there's Puka and there's Laporta. You know, these guys now are the ones that are going to start making those bucks. They're now going to start making the running back money because now all of a sudden a little drop pass, you know, of three or four yards can turn into a huge 10, 12 yard gainer and can extend drives. Look what Kelsey did in that second half. Look what, you know, Puka was able to do for the Rams all, all year and Laporta before his injury for the Lions. These these guys are are big enough where where, where they can they can knock down middle linebackers they can eat up small little free safeties and strong safeties and and get a lot of yak for your money and it's going to create a lot of fantasy points it's going to create a lot of overs in terms of receiving yards and passing yards for quarterbacks it's all about the tight end now yeah, it's all about the middle of the field, right? To kind of piggyback off of the tight end slot receiver point that you make there um, is it's all about the middle of the field. Can, can your corners move from the outside to the slot and stay with somebody and cover them in the middle of the field? When a, when a, when a, a thicker, stronger, tougher receiver like Apuka Nakuas lines up as a tight end or in the slot, can somebody hang with him? Can they run with him? Can an inside linebacker cover underneath? Can a safety come up and cover underneath as well? Um, the middle of the field is more valuable than it's ever been, definitely. And tight ends are a big part of that. My third lesson from the 2023 NFL season, Washington is still Washington. I'm sorry, Commanders fans. It doesn't matter what they call your team. It doesn't matter uh, who the coach is. It doesn't matter. I don't think even who the owner is sorry Josh Harris Washington is still Washington um this is a team that just fell to pieces down the stretch okay I get it they've, they've gone out they've tried they're, they got a new coach they're gonna get their guy they're gonna get their no oh no he's not interested in the job you're on a plane on your way to go hire him and he says thanks but no thanks you're still Washington and so you go get the next guy and in doing so, you also have to go out. Well, that's okay. We're going to get the quarterback. We're going to make the move. You started the show talking about this. Are you? You can hire Cliff if you want. I don't know if that means Caleb Williams is coming to Washington unless the Bears want Caleb Williams to go to Washington. So Washington is still Washington. I'm sorry, Commanders fans. Yeah. I feel for you. Listen, in baseball, I'm a Pirates fan. I know what repeated failure over a course of decades looks like. And I feel for you. I have one little tiny lone tear coming down my cheek like I'm listening to a Super Bowl national anthem. But Washington <laughs> is still Washington. Alongside Jim Rodriguez. Back. <laughs> yeah, it's BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we go off the board. Did Jake buy what he said he was going to buy? Or did it sell out too fast for him? That's next. by BetMGM from BetQL. Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth off on vacation. Chris Mack alongside Jim Rodriguez. J-Rod joins me the rest of the week as we start to pivot from the NFL season, Chiefs, Super Bowl champs again. I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about throughout the week NFL-wise. They can affect your future plays. 
because the offseason is going to heat up real quick with the combine right around the corner and then free agency, uh, the draft. It's all going to come real fast. And so we will definitely keep you up to date on everything that's happening. But we got to get you caught up on some things, too. Uh, Isaac Trotter at the top of the third hour, 11 a.m. Eastern here on BetQL Daily, live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network and inside your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's free. Download it today, and then you can download the podcast later for anything you may have missed. Reed Wallach in about 40 minutes from now, also to talk college hoops. And NBA division-by-division catch-up, we'll call it. Uh, We'll do a division each day throughout the rest of the week, the next couple of weeks, to try and get you caught up around the all-star break as to what's going on in the league if you haven't been paying attention. If you've only been focused on football, maybe, we'll help get you caught up. Today, we start with what may be the deepest division in the NBA, at least the deepest division in the West, uh, the Northwest. Nuggets, T-Wolves, Thunder, Jazz, and I think the Blazers are still... Do the Blazers still exist? I don't know. We'll talk about that. Maybe that's a question we could ask. Do the Blazers still exist? It's an existential crisis in Portland. But let's go off the board. Um, before we get to the Phoenix Open, which sounds like it was a total disaster this year, at least for the galleries. <laughs> or was it? Because of the weather. Or, or was it just what they want at the Phoenix Open? I have to ask. So one of the commercials, the one commercial that stuck out to us that we brought up yesterday, J-Rod, was the Dunkings commercial, right? Ben Affleck put on his best Boston accent, embarrassing J-Lo, the track suits with Matt Damon and Tom Brady, Tommy on the keyboards, um, all that. Jake told us these things are available. You can buy the Dunkings jumpsuit online. They sold out in a matter of hours. Totally sold out. It would have been a great Halloween costume outfit or just for Jake, uh, a Tuesday outfit idea. So I have to ask Jake Hassan, <laughs> did you, Jake, get one of the Dunkings tracksuits? I do regret to inform the masses I was not able to uh, secure this. But Halloween, not a bad idea. So that gives us eight months to try and track right. one down. The also problem is... I feel like I got to get somebody else to go in on this with me. Like I need to get like one of my oh. friends, whether it be maybe Mario wants to get in on this with me, but I feel like I can't be solo dolo on this. So might have to try and get somebody else to go in, but listen, Halloween's the next goal. You know what? I'm going to spend the next eight months trying to track one down and step out on Halloween with Dunking's Dunkings suit because that would be electric squad goals now i mean this is a yes. team thing this is a group outfit you're absolutely right uh, apparently lucy said she was able to get one gertz is telling me in the chat lucy bird was able to secure a dunking in boston jumpsuit. that's such that's bias that's they're just giving them yeah. to the only boston area codes that's uh, lame lame i call a uh, collusion yeah that's fair See, I, I i've always had i've always had a love hate relationship with boston because i think I love them, but they hate me. Every time I go up to that fine city, uh, somebody wants to fight me. Some 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 guys, uh, a Mike, a oh, Sully, no, whatever. J-Rod. Somebody J-Rod. wants that's, to fight, and I'm not a fighter. That's you know? just them. They just they just yeah. they, they just want to fight everybody. That they, you, it, as long glad. as you can go into it knowing that it's 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 a it's a cool town. As long as you just go go in knowing that at some point somebody's going to get up in your face and go, what. What? Tell me. What? Huh? Come on. Let's go. Right now. Come on. Huh? 
Um, Thank God Dave Buchanan closed because otherwise I, I think I, I would fit my my deductible and my health insurance now that Daisy Buchanan's is closed. But listen, I would even be willing to get one of those Dun Kings and, and in honor of good faith, olive branch toward the fine city of Boston, which again, not one of my favorite places in the world. But you know, maybe 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 if I maybe if I if I came to them, you know, humbled myself with a, a, a bucket hat and a, and a Dun Kings, you know, orange is my color. I, I could pull that off. You could pull it off. Yeah, orange and pink, definitely. You you could yeah. you you could yeah. nail that absolutely. So, the Dunkings uh, track suits are sold out already. Sold out in nineteen minutes. Um, well, we can't wait to have was, Lucy Lucy sport one of those in one in one of her in one of her betting videos. That'll be the fit of, of the day. Yeah, the fit yeah. will be the Dunkings jumpsuit. Yeah, I th- th- we're on board with that. Um, also yeah. sold out on Saturday. At least they stopped selling tickets, even if they weren't necessarily technically <laughs> at capacity. The Waste Management Phoenix Open. They, so on Saturday, they had to cut off all alcohol sales. They had to stop letting people in because, uh, look, in fairness to them, I kind of get it. They're not used to the rain. And they got like an inch and a half of rain in the week leading up to the tournament and during the first couple of rounds. So people weren't walking the course. They were only walking the, the, the paths, right? The cart paths, the paved paths. Uh, around the course. And so it became difficult to fit that many people in there because usually people take advantage of the space, the wide open spaces, and they they make take advantage of lay out on the grass, all that. There's plenty of room for 250, 300,000 people. There wasn't that much room. And, and I think because this happens, when you start to get that many people packed in that tightly, the booze effect started to take hold exponentially to where you had a lady like nearly die falling off of the, one of the balconies at the 16th. You had, again, they had to cut off alcohol sales. You had at least three that I saw instances of, of golfers yelling at people because there, there were people yelling in their backswings. Um, It, it totally it had a Woodstock 99 vibe, it sounds like, J-Rod. A very Woodstock 99 vibe where it got out of control way too quick. And now they're at a point where they may have to dial it back. Like, the golfers who have long had a problem with the Phoenix Open being rowdy and crazy, happy Gilmore-type atmosphere are now like, no, like Zach Johnson. No, it's, it's, it, we've had enough. And so... I fear that we're going to lose some fun at the Phoenix Open for the next, at least the next few years while they kind of dial things back a little bit. Well, it's funny. Is, was there any more appropriate sponsor than the Waste Management Open that best described this weekend in Phoenix, by the way? It was Wasted Management for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, saw, I saw this one video of this guy trying to climb up one of the bunkers, one of the hills, took yeah. a a header right into the mud and got up like like nothing happened. It's all good. You, you can't have it both ways. Listen, this is one tournament out of the season that gets out of hand. I think I get it, you know, that when the players start snapping at other players, there has to be some decorum, and I don't mean golf decorum. I mean, you listen, you're not going to have you're going to have people go Russell Westbrook and go into the and go into the suites and, and the and the fan boxes and, and 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 attack players or confront fans for saying crazy things. 
I, I, I hope not. I hope you keep this. It's one event that gets crazy the, of the year. I think those golfers need to put their big boy pants on. It's good for the sport. It's good for their paycheck or, you know, at the end of the day. Um, and you can't have it both ways. I, I think, I think it's great. I think maybe, maybe you control it to maybe just one hole or a couple of sections and you say, Hey, listen, if somebody, if you yell, you're out and, and it kind of be like that. But I hope they don't. I hope they don't water down the alcohol, both literally and figuratively, because this is what everybody goes to. I mean, listen, it's the one event I watch. I'm not even a golf guy, and I watch it just because I want to watch yeah. the mayhem. Yeah, you want to see what it's like on the 16th. You want to see the guys kind of play into it a little bit, which I did notice a couple times. Not everybody was, you know, stuffed shirt, turned off by the atmosphere, especially the first couple rounds um, when the weather seemed to be a little bit more, uh, seemed to keep a few more people away. It seemed like there was a good balance between guys embracing the atmosphere, especially on 16, and people who, like I said, Zach Johnson is a great example. I'm the Ryder Cup captain. I can't play golf in these conditions. Mm. Um, But they'll go down uh, to Riviera, the Genesis, this weekend. We'll look at that a little bit more tomorrow, obviously. Uh, Max Homa, 18-1. to You know, Scheffler. I think is the favorite at 650. You got Joaquin Neiman and John Rahm, a couple of defending champs who will be back for that one as well. We'll dive into it headlong tomorrow uh, when we get to that. But yeah, it was. I kind of like the fact that they're that they have one little pocket, right? Like Augusta and the U.S. Open, wherever it is. Like that's fine. Give me the prim proper golf atmosphere and proper protocols and good manners and all that i get it totally but you gotta have one spot where people can go happy gilmore and it's the 16th exactly at at the the end of the day listen this this is what this is what creates those big paychecks this is what creates people you know it's it's almost like when when the youtube influencers are getting into the boxing i'm in the boxing world and that's always the big thing oh i can't have youtuber a fighting youtuber b well you can if if you're gonna if you're gonna be making millions of dollars for the promotion and and the sport is doing well so yeah you can and and it's just part of the growth part of what happens if you want to be popular you can go back to what it was what golf was and congratulations you're going to have your little pocket of people but if you want more people more sponsors more money that's the way you do it remember woodstock 99 i was i was i was in college then so i always regretted that i didn't go up there i think i had a job that i had to stay back back home for but like that that's what the waste management open turned into this weekend mud and at the end of the day, I, if it hadn't rained chris we probably wouldn't it's have probably, this yeah, probably doesn't go it's off the rails. Rain. Yeah, you're right. It's, and yeah, it's it Phoenix. When's it going to rain again? Nah. Right. It only goes off the rails because people get packed in into tight spaces, and then they get agitated, and then they act out because they've had too much booze, and then the golfers get mad, and then you've got people yelling at each other. Yeah. Hopefully they don't dial it back too much. Just t- take 10% oh, off the top maybe and just dial it just, just enough because people still want to go, and they want to have fun, and they want to have that atmosphere, I think every February. It's good because I think it's one of the having an early season tournament like that that gets people to pay attention like you said. You're not even a golf guy, but you pay attention to the waste management because it's early and the atmosphere is great. It gets people fired up rather than sitting Mm -hmm. around and waiting for Augusta and the Masters. Reed Wallach in 20 minutes to talk college hoops. Coming up next though, we start to catch you up 
If you haven't been paying attention, you've been locked in on football. What's going on in the NBA? Each day this week and next, we get you caught up division by division, the Northwest to start. That next right here on BetQL Daily.